Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Yeah, I just try not to make excuses. No matter what the situation is, you know, I'm going to go out there on the field and play my hardest. Tampa and OB. You guys have the best post-game football show in America. Sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. you got to protect fields better. you got to be able to tackle. you got to protect that kid better. The Hamp and OB show starts now. Hamp and OB sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Andy Mazur and the fellas. Guys will be with us here shortly. Again, it was a not a, exactly a pleasant day for the Bears out there in Tampa Bay. The weather was hot. It was humid. And uh, the Bears lost 27-17. to That is now 12 straight losses dating back to last year. And there's a stat that said they're the first team in NFL history to lose 12 straight games and give up 25 points or more in all of those games. And that's uh, not something you want to be known for. Let's put it to you that way. And uh, we'll get through the... Uh, Stats for you. We'll get to uh, a couple of the lowlights and uh, get to our regular features here in just a few moments. And uh, OB, it was uh, it was kind of an ugly day. It was a bad day, obviously, for <laughs> all the Chicago fans wherever you're located. But I'll tell you what, this is something that it, it's this team is so poorly coached. And if you know anything about the game of football, after two games into the 23 season, coming off last year, the worst record in the history of the Bears, and we're basically really not in the games. Now, there's one particular thing that I would like to say, and we just, Dan and I just got this information. In the history, folks, of the National Football League, which is what, 102 years, Dan? 104? Yep, 102. 102 years. Okay? No team in the history of the National Football League has lost 12 games in a row by more than 25 or more points. With our franchise quarterback, who threw two interceptions, Four touchdowns, but guess to who? The opponents. This is enough, is enough. When he drafted them, I said it was a mistake. Get rid of them after the first year, see what you can get for them. Get rid of them after the second year, see what you can get for them. And now two games into this season already. My God, the kid can hardly throw a spiral. You want to do something with him, trade him, or you want to know what? Put him in a slot back or put him as a running back. A quarterback, he is not. He is not. My God, we have played, what, 34, 35 games? We've lost 30 and won five, and he's a franchise quarterback? And did you see the performance by him today? He's the leader of the team, folks. He's the guy. He's the guy that has to take the team and put it on his shoulders and move him forward to be a world champion. You've got to have somebody like that. He falls so far short, it's unbelievable. And why do I say that? You people have TVs. I'm sure your eyesight is perfect. Folks, this kid is not a franchise quarterback. 
He's not even a starter. Danny, that's all I can say about that. Well, I can't. Uh, I can't give the kid one compliment. <laughs> Not one. All right. Uh, you know, folks, you know, and by the way, if it wasn't enough of an aggravation watching that 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 insanity down in Tampa, we had to wait for this, uh, this Sox stuff to go. But it's over now, OB. L- l- listen, folks, let's, let's back up a little bit. And, and, and OB's is really kind of honing in on the uh, the essence of some of the major problems of of what's going on with this franchise. Uh I like you Matt coaches that can't coach. I like you got Matt, a quarterback that can't play. I like Matt Eberflus a lot, but it, it, does it look like he's, you know, this this game's been played a long time. A hundred nobody has done as badly as a head coach as what he has. Now, sooner or later, you got to start saying, okay, who who do we start pointing fingers at? Beyond that, the quarterback issue that you have been beating the drum on, and you, and I understand your your analysis that and he's inaccurate and he's not able to make decisions, process, and get the ball to the proper big, receiver. Big I got exactly. it. I just jump in one second, big man. Let me tell you something. I said that from day one. I'm on record of saying when they drafted him, I said it's a mistake. This kid can't play in the league. First year again, he, he can't play. He can't read defenses. And he, and he th- well, how many times he, he bounces the ball into receivers, throws it over their head. This has been going on for three years, folks. You know, it's a time for the press and whoever, whatever, franchise quarterback, franchise quarterback. No, he is not. He's not even close to it. And if we're and, and the reason why you play this game, again, is only one reason, to be a world champion. Not come in second or not flounder through game after game after game. My God. Okay, and we're going to get to you callers. Just hang tight. But here, here's, the, here's the way I break down what's going on at quarterback. Folks, your quarterback, and again, the way this team is set up, and you all see it, he's, you know, he's pushing products, and he's doing this. He's QB1, and every kid in the stadium's got a number one. And he has got, he's got to be the man. Now, how can you be the man when you go out last week and you get outplayed by a kid making only his second start, his second career start? Jordan Love outplayed him. Yeah, Matt Eberflus was outcoached by Matt LaFleur. Yes, we know that. But there has to be some mechanism where your so-called man is able to get it done. He didn't get it done. We got laughed out of the stadium all week long. It's all been just a week of angst. And now to go down to Tampa and be outplayed again by a kid that has been run off, not, not, you know, taken care of and decided to retire. And they get, no. He's been run off. Baker Mayfield was basically run out of Cleveland, run out of Carolina, run out of L.A., and now landed in Tampa Bay, and he looked like the far superior player. At some point after 28 starts, you have got to start showing who you are. Unfortunately, we saw in the fourth quarter who you think he is, OB, making the critical mistakes. I give them – hey – you know, it was 13-10 at the half. They was hot. I get it. I get it. I get it. But they hung around. They fought back. And yet, when the team needed him to stand up and make the great play, bingo, it was the back-breaking play. 
And that's the damn shame about it. And we'll get into that, but let's get on to the callers. Andy. We're, we're, we're wait, we're they've been news. waiting a long time. Yeah, we're going to get to news, and then we're going to get to the just calls. Let here's let a second. Yeah, bring this one stat out real quick. Bears, total yards today, folks. Total running and passing, 236. Okay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers passed for 317 with a reject quarterback from four different teams. And we got a franchise quarterback? Jesus. You know, the thing I said to you guys, too, especially in that, uh, in that last drive, or what ended up being the, the, the pick six, the second one, he doesn't seem to have a feel for the game at all. And that's, that's really sad to say about a quarterback that doesn't kind of he, – he has no sense of, of the rush coming at him, and he's got no sense of where his receivers are. It's, it's hard to watch. What have I <laughs> I'm agreeing with you. Year yeah. after year. Yeah. After, I'm the only one around here that said that every, always a franchise. The hell he is. All I can tell you is, and hats off to Baker Mayfield. He made a believer out of me last year when he went in and beat, I think it was Seattle at home on a Monday night game that meant nothing to a team. The, the Rams were going nowhere. They were five-win team. But he won. But the point I'm trying to make is, yes, there is a, a reclamation project, you know, alive and well here and there around the NFL. We, you know, at some point, What's going to, what is, what is necessary for Justin Fields to see the light? Now, you both say he looks so uncomfortable Mm -hmm. in the pocket. Now, does it sound smart to say, well, if you're uncomfortable in the park pocket, we're not going to play in the preseason. We're not going to make you make decisions. We're not going to have you wear a headset and, and basically listen to the play call in the preseason and then say, okay, as the offense goes to the line of scrimmage with uh, the rookie base, uh, Bajan playing and, and say, okay, at the snap of the ball, where do I go with the ball? No, they don't. I don't. We need, we desperately need Justin Fields to be better. And unfortunately, I think Lugetsi and, and Jonico or whatever the quarterback coach's name is, they have sabotaged this kid by not putting him in positions where he has to, has to learn how to make the decisions. Instead, we saw a play in the, I think it was the fourth quarter. There was a, a Tyson Scott, a Tyler Scott was coming across wide open. He won't throw it. He takes a sack and then takes us out of, you know, position to kick a field goal. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a combination of a lot of things. He has to get better, but my God, these coaches have not helped him one bit. Okay. I, I, I love what you said, Dan, but I'm going to tell you what, you know how bad it is with this kid, Dan? And I'm going to tell you, you people watch the game today. Watch it last week. Watch him last year. This kid struggles. Folks, he struggles to throw a spiral. You heard me. Watch. If you, got, if you could replay this game, watch him throwing the football. Take a look at what should be a spiral and how the ball comes to the receiver. All right, we're going to take a break for news here. Come back. We'll get to your calls. 312-981-7200. Bears lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 27-17. Play action on the first play. Fields well protected and a strike for DJ Moore. They don't waste any time today. Moore's got a big game. Only two touches all last week. He's got 32 yards on the first play. Capital will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com, back courtesy of Fox Sports, one of the Completions from Justin Fields to 
DJ Moore. We actually saw DJ Moore come out of the uh, the mothballs today. Well, if, 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 you know, last week the only kind of silver lining was Rashawn Johnson that right. uh, ran hard. Well, that didn't work out so good today. But the you know the good news is everybody else in the division <laughs> lost. The bad news is Ob. We've got the worst coach and the worst quarterback in our division. And that's just the way it is. Let's get to the phones. Let's do that. 312-981-7200 out to Elgin. Tilo Filo, you're on with us. Go ahead. Hello, Dan and Ed. I love the show. I I missed it last week, man. I was taking care of my 99-year-old father. But I I was listening, so I just couldn't couldn't, uh, really get to it. But, man, the Bears. God bless your father. um, (laughs) I look at them, uh, guys. They're not a unit. They're not. They're not on the same team. There's miscommunication. Um, you're right, Dan and, and Ed. I think Justin's not a quarterback. They should put him at a receiver and have the backup try or or get always draft a quarterback in the draft because you never know. Look at Brock Purdy. That man came out of nowhere and he's doing good. It's uh, but I love the Bears and I love you guys and uh. I love Stephen Michael. I'm glad number 76 made to the Hall of Fame. What's up, Mongo? All right, buddy. Love Thank you, you so much. Thank you. Appreciate the call. You know, yeah, and we're going to break down all the you know poor decisions that Luke Getze made on offense. You know, one of my buddies texted in. He said Ray Charles could be a defensive coordinator against this guy. You know what he's going to do? Third and short. Well, he ran the speed sweep into the short side of the field with Valus Jones for you know nothing, and then come back on third down and threw a speed screen when there was about seven Buccaneers over there waiting on it. They're like drinking lemonade, saying, "Come on, we know it's coming." There were four. Got four of them. Then two of two of our guys. Four of them. And they call this play fire right into it. But the same thing that we we screamed about last week, we didn't work hard in camp. We didn't work hard in the preseason. We didn't play together. That's the only way a team can forge itself. Making mistakes in live fire, in a game, and then you make corrections. Today, Mike Evans made us look sad on so many different patterns and coverages. Getting behind us, getting behind the rookie, Steven said, all this, and guess why? Because because we only played a, a piddling amount in the preseason and we're not ready for the games. All right, up next, Robert in Austin, Texas. You're on with Happen OB. Go ahead. Yeah, good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. Longtime Bears fan since 1971, and the current state of affairs reminds me of the Abe Gibran years of the early 70s. It's about as bad as we can get. But wow. Yeah. Comments on Justin Fields. Uh, you know, Getze, I think, deserves the lion's share of the blame in his lack of development. I concur with you that he is not a franchise quarterback, but he could be, if coached properly, be serviceable where he could win games for the Bears. You know, we, he is not a pocket passer. He keeps putting him back there in the shotgun over and over again and has to scan the whole field to, to find a receiver. That's not his strength. You mentioned this all last year, OB. Where are the play action passes? Where are the bootlegs? Where are the rollouts? That's his strength that helps, you know, to get him the, the ability to use his skill sets to succeed. Correct. And then, you know, to back it up with a rushing game, the Bears had 67 yards rushing today on 16 attempts. And Khalil Herbert averaged five yards a carry on seven attempts, and Roshan Johnson averaged eight yards a carry on four attempts. Now, the Buccaneers supported Mayfield with 
34 rushes for 124 yards. So he could have some balance and, and play action. And, and with that strategy, the Buccaneers, they dominated in time of possession and the number of plays run, too. So, you know, that first touchdown that the Bears got was a bootleg by Justin Fields. Why aren't they doing that? Getsy is totally incompetent, in my opinion, and he and the whole coaching staff need to go. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks, Robert. Appreciate good, it. Good call, Robert. You know, and that's what it is. My God, and and there's another thing we don't throw, the, like Dan brings up, we don't throw the slants. The slants are there to your slot man or your wideouts. The slants are there. And 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 why we don't do rollouts, rollouts, bootlegs, and most important, Khalil Herbert, he can run, okay? Play action, folks. Play action is a key play in this game. Why? Because the front seven, the four or three down linemen, three or four linebackers, their first job is stop the run. So that first snap, they're looking for the run. And you come with good if – throw, if you're throwing good or you're running good and you come with the play action, you've got it. It's right there for you. How many play actions do we, do we see? How many slants do we see? How many rollouts, bootlegs do we see? We see him in shotgun or dropping back and getting killed back there. That's what you see. You know, in the first quarter, the the Buccaneers had the ball practically the entire time. I think it was like 10 minutes and change. They had the ball 12 more minutes in this game, Dan. Well, but just in the first quarter, you you know, how you start off means so much in the NFL, how you kind of set the tempo, the trend. They've got a, a guy I've never heard of. His name is Dave Canellis. He's the offensive coordinator. And Mayfield said something at the end of the game, and he was, you know, he was very humble. And he basically said, "Look, you know, I've, I've been in the NFL what eight years, and this is the eighth offensive coordinator." And he said, "This is the first time I feel like this guy understands what I'm capable of and what I should do." And just like this caller said. We're, 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 it's almost like it's whatever Getsy thinks that should be, you know, the, the the schematical design of the play, not what is necessary for the the sum of our parts, because we don't have as good an offensive line, or maybe you know a Travis Kelsey at tight end. We do, we need we need to be able to take what we can do and maximize it and. The first quarter, they had it for 20 plays. We had it for six. Guess what? At some point, you have to start looking at the flashing lights that are telling you, we don't know what we're, what in the hell we're doing. Yeah, Man, a- you can't play 35 games with this kid on the team, and he's our franchise quarterback. You can't play 35 games and lose 30 and win five. Okay? You just can't do it. Well, hit- And this is the third year of it. Enough. Is enough. I, well, I think his individual record, because he didn't start some of the earlier ones. But what is he, 5-23? I, I don't care. That's yep. how many games have been played since that kid's been on this team. Yep. And we won five out of 35 games in three years. you got to be kidding me. Yeah, it's it's more of the, the, the pounding of this, the square peg into the round hole. I mean, it, it, it seems like that was the case with, with Nagy, too, when he was trying to force Trubisky into doing things that he couldn't do. It, all, all it shows is the fact that these, the, the, again, just because you're a coach in the NFL doesn't mean that you're a good coach. <laughs> That's a good There's, point. You know, the, the Rams are, are, are kicking the, you know what, out of the best team in football right now because they got one heck of a coach and, and Sean McVay. 
All right, Mark from Broadview, you're up next here with Happen OB. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I had two quick comments. One is about our defensive back play today, and the other is our uh, Justin Fields road record. And the way Tampa's offensive players pushed our defensive backs all around all day today, we don't have a Doug Plank. A Todd Bell, a Gary Fensick anymore. Nobody brings the juice. I'm trying to bring the juice. I think Doug Plank would have took your juice and your lunch money. And then you got Justin Fields, who, like you said, franchise quarterback. You know how many road wins we had in two years? One. Yep. And that was the last win they had. That's the last one they had. And and I don't know if you heard it, but OB gave the stat. Never in the history of the NFL. That's over a hundred years. Has a team been this bad? Lost twelve games and gave up twenty-five or more points in the history of this game. In twelve straight losses, it's never happened. You can't even try to do that. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred is our phone number. We're going to take a quick time out here and get back more to the phone calls. Happen OB is sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. I think OB, it's time for an insurrection at Hallis Hall, don't you? <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> You can join our guys, Dan Hampton and Ed Obradovich, and the biggest names in sports entertainment at the Elite Icons Autograph and Sports Card Show. That's October 6th, 7th, and 8th at the Schaumburg Convention Center. Happen OB will be alongside legends like Brian Erlacher, Lance Briggs, Richard Dent, The Fridge, Mike Singletary, Wilbur Marshall, Otis Wilson, Willie Gall, Leslie Frazier, and Gary Fensick, plus star players Justin Fields, Tremaine Edmonds, DJ Moore, TJ Edwards, Jack Sanborn, and more. Other sports icons will be there as well, like Dave Winfield, Bo Jackson, Tim Raines, Joe Madden, Ben Zobris, Marcus Allen, Warren Moon, LaDainian Tomlinson, Tim Brown, and more. Oh, and Charlie Sheen, the cast of the movie Major League, will be there as well. Don't miss this, the Elite Icons Autograph and Sports Card Show, October 6th, 7th, and 8th at the Schaumburg Convention Center. Stop by and say hi to Hampton OB. You can purchase your tickets right now at gtsportsmarketing.com. That's gtsportsmarketing.com, gtsportsmarketing.com. Big games are won in the trenches. Hardworking, dependable Grabowskis to get the job done day in and day out. On the field, you have to operate under any conditions. Rain and mud, snow and ice, no excuses. Get the job done. That's why Chevy Silverado is the official truck partner of the Chicago Bears. It's built to handle the big jobs. Silverado is America's number one best-selling retail pickup, so it's no surprise it's the number one pick of Chicago Bears QB Justin Fields. Speed, power, and performance when it counts. The best recognize the best. Silverado's an all-star that works as hard as you do. Note to self, you're going to need a bigger truck. Chevy has a Silverado that's just right. Half ton, three-quarter ton, and one ton. You name it, we run over it. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and find out what all the fuss is about. Work tough, play tough, and drive what Justin Fields drives. Test drive a Chevy Silverado at your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealer. And put on your big boy pants. A new era of big-time thrills begins. Introducing Chicago's first and only casino, the all-new Bally's Chicago. That's right. Now open at the historic Medina Temple. Hundreds of your favorite slots, the hottest table games, and a whole new energy in the heart of downtown. This is where legends are made. Bally's Chicago. Bet on Bally's. Must be 21 or over. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. A bootleg. Fields looking for the corner. He's got it. And the Bears have an opening drive. 
One of the youngest young guys on this play, Mercedes Lewis, number 84. Watch him here at the tight end spot. Watch how he holds the edge. That's what allows everything to happen. That gets Justin Fields to the outside. He's got the run-throw choice. Chooses to run it in for six. Well, one of the few bright spots of the game today, again, courtesy of Fox Sports. Joe Davis and Moose Johnston on the call there. Happen to be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. 27-17, that's the final. Tampa Bay, the winner. The Bears fall to 0-2. That is now 12 straight losses dating back to last year. It's been almost a calendar year yep. since we've celebrated a Bears victory. That was October 24th on a Monday night in New England. Well, after the game, uh, Obi and I happened to hear the Fox studio bunch talking about the fact that you know, Strahan actually, you know, he was probably the harshest saying, you know, at some point it is, it, 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 it's not only a whisper now, it's becoming more than that. He had, Justin Fields had to be better than he was last year. And yet in these two games, these two games, there's been a couple of bright spots, but overall, he has not improved since the opening game last same year. Same mistakes. The man. same thing. Same things he does wrong. He continues to do it, folks. It's right in front of you. Yeah, and yeah, there's a lot of reasons, but guess what? There's also some of the you know, some of the evidence of the of Ryan Poles trying to make improvement. And you know, hey, Darnell Wright, that was not one of his oh, better boy. days. He got run by a couple of times by Shaq Barrett, but at some point, you know, DJ Moore and Chase Claypool actually catching a touchdown. These are things, you know, pieces that are supposed to help him improve and go up a, a couple of uh, levels of quarterback tiers and, and, and his value. And yet, you asked me in, inside there, if they traded him today, what could they get? What would uh, they get? talking about if they traded Fields today, I, was, I say it to you, Dan. Danny, if they traded Fields today, what do you think they'd get? For he was 11th pick in the first round, right, correct? correct? And that's only a couple of years ago. I don't know. You know, Trey Lance, uh, all they could get for him it was a four from Dallas. That's the uh, quarterback right. that was, what, number two overall. Right. So what do you think? If you could get a Ford, and I'm not saying it's time to trade him. I'm just saying everything in this game, there has to be a value placed on it. And as a player, you want to be invaluable. You want to show, you know, what you can do. And our defensive player of the game, you know, it's a young man that blocked the field goal attempt. When was the last time we blocked a field goal attempt? That was great effort. And and those are the things that make you valuable to your team. But when you throw pick sixes, when you do stupid stuff and not have the field to be able to recognize that that play was a catastrophe and try to get out or throw the ball out of bounds, somehow, some way, you know, you you can talk to your blue in the face. You've got to have feel for that. Sometimes he does stuff that you just shake your head at. Well, it's just, you know what, Danny, to play four quarters of football and how many offensive plays they have, 51. You're going to lose a football game. You know, you got total yards, which I mentioned earlier. 236, for God's sakes, Tampa Bay, again, with Baker Mayfield, he threw folks for 317 yards. And these states with our quarterback, these stats, I mean, are week after week, year after year. It's the same thing. And, boy, I'll tell you what. Uh, 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 this season, 17 games, and I don't know how much longer this can go on. With Getze calling the plays and with Fields 
running the place. Those, that's what I see, folks. That's the problem. Getze, our offensive coordinator, and Fields, our offensive quarterback. Those are the two huge problems that I see. That's why we're 0-2. Three wins out of 19 games. And our Dan Hampton's player of the game, the defensive player of the game, is sponsored by your local Chevy dealers and the Chevy Silverado, official truck partner of the Chicago Bears. Back out to the phone lines we go. Let's go out to uh, Jim and Aurora. You've been waiting patiently. We appreciate that. You're on with Hampton OB. Go ahead. Yes, guys. It sort of echoes what you've been saying, especially you, Ed. Um, I felt that at some point, if talent is there, even under pressure, you have to step up and make plays on your own. Good statement. I've not seen that. I really thought, Ed, that they would also trade him in this offseason and keep the number one pick, start the clock over, and take Bryce Young. I, I didn't – and that didn't happen. Also, uh, and finally, why is, why is Bayless Jones even, even on the field? You know, all see all of these questions. They need to be addressed. They need to step up, and for the good of the fan base, answer these questions. And again, you know, EQ St. Brown was inactive, and Valus Jones was active. And EQ St. Brown is the best blocker we have. And everybody goes, "Whoa, receivers need to catch." You can't do that. What has Valus Jones done to ever make you think that he's going to catch a ball other than one play? I can't remember the game here in Soldierville at the end of last year against some nobody. All I'm saying is, you know, Ryan Poles, he seems very confident, very uh, smug about we've got our plan and this is how we're going to take back the North. Folks, I'm telling you, right now, tonight, tonight, after the second game, this looks to be just, you know, coming apart at the seams because when the players that you designate to be not only your captains, but your difference makers can't cut it, then it's going to be a bad year. They are difference makers the wrong way. Yep. And, you know, at some point, you've got to address it and you've got to atone for it. And it's going to be hard to find anybody that's going to, you know, be able to atone for it in Kansas City. Not to say it's not possible, but that's not a place that I think you'd circle on your calendar and say, oh, this is where we're going to fix everything. Danny, you know, again, it's just really here, folks, just one more time to, to go into Tampa Bay, okay? You know, we're not talking about a juggernaut going down there and to play against a quarterback who's been let go from four different teams in the National Football League. And he winds up in Tampa Bay, and we go down there, and guess what? They take us apart, and that's exactly what they did. Every time we challenged them offensively, they challenged us back defensively. And we couldn't find a way to work around them offensively. They defense, when they had to, they shut us down. That's what happened today. Their defense shut us down. Every time we tried something, whatever it was with Justin Fields, that quarterback, when we were moving, they shot us down. Again, with a quarterback that's been with four teams and let go from four teams. And they beat us? Yeah, 27-17, the final. And we're going to go to one more call before we get to the top of the hour here. Uh, John and Rolling Meadows, we've got about a minute to go here before we got to hear our break, so go ahead. How are you guys? Can you make it quick? Um, 
Mayfield, he's going to get sacked. His head goes left, right, center, makes the pass. He does it. Fields just, he telescopes everything. Number 18 goes out for a, all he had to do was put his hands up. The only spiral Fields made was to him, and he didn't even make an effort. Fields should have headbutted him when he came back to the huddle going, a little effort, a little effort. All right, John, thanks so much. We appreciate it. There you go. And and that's how the fans are in Chicago. You talk about being irate, and they are the greatest fans in this damn game of of football, professional football. They've been watching this for next to forever, and they've never abandoned this team. Never. All right, we're going to be with you until 6.30 tonight, so we've got plenty of time for you to give us a call here, 312-981-7200. Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. From had a chip shot on the first drive from 40 yards here. Courtesy of Fox Sports. That was a blocked field goal. Woo! Haven't seen one of those in a while, have you? Yeah, and, and, and again, that type of play energizes a football team. And, and yet, you know, hey, I got to give them credit, though, OB. I mean, they could have fell apart in little pieces and been 50 to 10. But they fought it out, but couldn't overcome some of the Well, compared to last week, I agree with place. that, Dan. They, they, they stayed in there some, a little bit there for four quarters. Yep. I mean, they had to do something because that, that opening game against Green Bay, it was beyond a disgrace. It was. Happen to be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Before we get back to the phones, well, it's time for Who Brought It Today? That's sponsored by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois, the card to bring through it all. And after some uh, discussion, I think it's uh, kind of obvious that it's, uh, it's DJ Moore. Absolutely. Um, six catches, uh, 104 yards. That's the first time we've had a wide out over 100 yards in quite a while. And it's, it, it's, it's, you know, obviously welcome, but man, we can take all we can get from him. All right. Back to the phones we go. Fans have been hanging on for some time here. We appreciate that. Dan out of River Forest, you are up with Happen OB. Go ahead. How are you? Dan. You got a party going on back there, huh? Yeah, I'm sorry. I just walked out. I want you guys to know first I love you, Hampton. I I grew up watching you OB when I was in college. Your voice was on my answering machine. I got one of your NFL I got one of your NFL films edited and it said, Damn it, they were men, their word was their bond, talking about the sixty three bears. So so I love you guys. Awesome. I gotta tell you guys, I'm having an existential crisis today. I took my son to the Packers game last week. He looked at me and said, Dad, why do you keep coming to these games if you get so angry? And, I, you know, I, I've spent the money. I've had season tickets in my family since Wrigley Field. And one dumpster fire after the other. I'm just saying, guys, I'm always going to love the Bears. But my son, do I put him through this for the rest of his life? I don't know. It, it just hurts. And I, I'm, 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 every Sunday I get up and I feel, feel bad at the end of every week. And I know you guys, you guys are the only good thing about Sundays. Listening to you guys gets me through it. I just want you guys to know that. Well, thank you. God bless you, sir. Thank you, Dan. Yeah, we appreciate, appreciate it. it. All right. And you know what? A lot of people think that uh, that we're you know trying to be negative and and looking for the Bears to play poorly so we can come in here and rant and rave. And no, and I, no we want them to never. win. Please don't. We talk about what we saw. Dan might see it as some, uh, however he sees it. I see it however I see it. You know, and and it is what it is. And, and, and the thing that you can bank on, you know, Dan played 12 years, won a world championship. He's in the Hall of Fame. I played 11 years, 
We won a world championship in the most violent decade of football, which was the 60s. And when I played in the 60s, a career, a career lasted two years, folks. That was a career in the NFL in the 60s. So it was a violent time. So I know about violence. I know about winning. know about losing. And we will tell you nothing but what we saw and what we know to be true and honest about this game. And boy, I'll tell you what, there's not a lot of good things to say. And I damn sure I'm not going to get on this microphone and start saying, oh, this guy's franchise this, this guy's that. No, I'll tell you what we've seen so far in two games, a coaching staff that can't coach and players that can't win. That's what I've seen. Yeah, welcome to Groundhog, Dave. All the way back from last year. This was like the 19th game of last year. You know, and, and you, you're point about us being a part of the franchise when we were, you know, going from the process of being, you know, in the building stages and then getting to the top of the mountain and and, and what it took and, and what was necessary. Hey, did you ever think about being a part of a football team that won, I mean, lost, lost, lost 12 Never games in, in a row? Never. Never in a hundred plus years no. has any team in NFL history played this bad. Now, yeah, you can say we're desperate for a win. Oh, that's that's an understatement. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm desperate for some coaching here. Yep. Let's, if you want to go with Fields, for God's sakes, change the M.O., okay? Get the kid, move him out of the pocket. Bootleg him out, sprint him out. Where's the play action? The play, we, we, we didn't throw one slant today, not Jeez, one. Not, yeah, slant, it's there, folks. It's there from the strong or the weak side. We don't even throw it. And the play that I'd love to see is play action with Darnell Mooney or DJ Moore going down on a fly pattern. We don't even run those folks. My God. What the hell is their game plan? There is none. Why? Because you don't see them do anything offensively. And defensively, it's unfortunate. But I'm telling you what, we're getting slapped around. We truly are, folks. You know what? Andy Mazur during the breaks, you know, was playing devil's devil's advocate, right. saying, "Well, well, well, maybe they're not running that because they don't think that we're capable of it." And then it reminds me back to that Dick Buckus story when those bums on the sidelines <laughs> wouldn't be out there on special teams, and they put you and him out there, and Dick goes, "Put those guys in," and the coach goes, "I can't trust them to do it the right way." He said, "Then what are they doing on the football team? Well, no, Why he... are we having to pay these players all this dough, and if they can't even find a way to make a play on the football field?" That's an actual true story. That was a <laughs> that was a Dick Butkus ism. When Dick said he went to Abe Gibran, who was kind of watching over the special teams, and he said, why the hell are we on a, out on that football field on a, on a kickoff, a punt return, the punting team, you know, you, the extra point team, you go on and on. And Abe Gibran, these are the words. And Abe Gibran said to him, I can't trust them. And then Dick says, then what the hell are they doing on this team? Those are exact words then what the hell are they doing on this team? I can't trust them. What are they doing here? Well, just – and there's a lot of stats you can look at when you, you know, kind of sift through the wreckage. But think about this, folks. After two weeks, after two weeks, when we're told, we, oh, we got to rebuild offensive line, we got to rebuild defense. Through two weeks, we have given up 10 quarterback sacks and almost 20 pressures, and we only have – 
one quarterback sack after a 120 minutes of NFL football contest. That's unbelievable, man. One sack, and we've given up 10. I'll tell you, our two offensive tackles, uh, if, if you had a grade for like the 0 to 10, they would get a 1. They're awful. That kid right that we give up half a planet Earth to get, my God, Dan. He's got to get better. I mean, really. You know, he's a rookie, second game, but it's not good. All right, we're going to hit a timeout here. Happen OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Fields well protected. He's in zone. It's Paypal. He's threaded it through. Touchdown, Chicago. Happen OB is sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Bears lose 27 17. Raising the Stakes is sponsored by Second City Prime Steak and Seafood. You can order today at secondcityprime.com. In the pregame show, we uh, asked for a correct caller, and Deb Giuliano was that caller. 200 bucks was on the line because if the Bears win, you win. But uh, we're going to reward Deb with a $50 gift card to Second City Prime Steak and Seafood on our next pregame show, which is next Sunday at 11 o'clock in the morning. 300 bucks because 100 bucks rolls over. To next week. That's a pretty good uh, deal. Yeah, not bad at all. Now, if we can just get Patrick Mahomes to cooperate, yeah. Then, I mean, maybe if we call him and told him that you know yeah. somebody can win that, uh, you know, win the gift card. We, I forget. Yeah, about throw that. a couple of picks, Patty. <laughs> yeah, right. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. A lot of folks have been hanging on very patiently. We certainly appreciate that. Mike in Naperville, you are up with Hampton OB. Go ahead. Hey Dan. Hey Ed. Uh, just wanted to uh, let you guys know, thank you guys, first of all, for giving us some good football to watch in my 56 years of being a Bears fan. And wow. I think this team may be one of the worst I've ever seen. And I just want to say that there's two main reasons I feel. One, we suck at pretty much every phase of the game, especially defense, offense, and coaching. Our head coach should have stayed home with Williams because he didn't add anything to the defense today. He rushed four guys just like we did the last week, which we can't get pressure. I could probably count on one hand where he sent more than four guys, and there were times he only sent three. So I I have no faith in Eberflus. And with Justin, he's had three years. I, I agree with Ed. He's not a franchise quarterback. And everything Ed said was true. His mechanics, he hasn't even fixed his mechanics with his throwing. But one thing I'd like to throw out there, think of this. In three years, I can't think how many times has this kid called an audible. He's not allowed to, I believe. He is not. Yeah, probably not allowed, exactly. And he doesn't do protection either. He doesn't call protection. So, okay, what year year on what planet will he be capable of doing that? That is when you start to understand the game. So if he's not capable or hasn't been allowed or, you know, given that responsibility, okay, why? Why? But go ahead, sir. He wouldn't be my franchise. He wouldn't be my quarterback if I was the coach. Three years I've seen enough. You know, let somebody else have him, see if they can work with him. But we got a lot more problems than just him. He's just one of them. The coaching staff is a big problem. Ryan Poles, I hope. I like what I've seen him do, but it hasn't translated to the field. But I think he needs to change the head coach and bring in a new staff unless we see something dramatically change, which I can't see it happening with how we're playing. All right, Mike, Mike, thanks so much. Tell you Appreciate something. it. Mike, thanks, I like everything that you said. Everything that you said. All right, let's move on here. Let's go out to uh, Villa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, go ahead. 
But real quick, you know, Ryan Poles, he doesn't get a pass on this. Come on, Chase Claypool, when Mike Tomlin quits on you, guess what? There's a lot of red flags. Okay, we saw a touchdown catch today. Big deal. Got to see more. Mike Thank- Tomlin's the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's been there what? Nate Davis was the right guard like that. that has shown up and refused to do anything. Forget about the family emergency today. Refused to do anything and got our quarterback tomahawk all game last week. By the way, Jatire uh, uh, Carter, I think, is a lot better of an upgrade than what Nate Davis showed in that opening game. But, hey, he signed him for $30 million. Our two big shot, $100 million worth those two linebackers, you know, uh, Edmonds and Edwards. They were better today, but $100 million for another loss? I'm just saying, Ryan Poles, show me something that he's done that makes you go, oh, wow, that's, that's amazing. Let's go. All right, back to the calls. And Gary in Villa Park, you're up next here with Hamlet OB. Go ahead. Hey, good to talk to you guys. Hey, Gary. Um, present and past. And now, I don't think the offensive line is that bad, but if you have a quarterback that stands back there for a half hour before he decides where to throw the ball, well, you're going to be crushed. And past and present, I remember during leading up to the Super Bowl, the Bears had 10 years of top five picks. Dan Hampton, Walter Payton, all them. That's why you got to the Super Bowl. Amen. And, and Amen. And... Detroit Lions have had 10 years of top five picks, and they're just, to me, mediocre. And I I hope, because the Bears possibly, I hate to be so pessimistic this early in the season, two games in, that they're going to get the number one pick again. And Carolina's number one pick, so I hope Carolina loses every game that will get a top five picks like, a Butkus and a Sayers in one draft. That'd be nice. Gary, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. All right. And remember, Mitchell Trubisky was the second overall yes, pick. Yes, he was. Now think about that. Second overall pick. We traded up to get Justin Fields. This was, again, Ryan Pace, the prior regime. And we traded up, gave away some stuff to move to 11 to get Justin Fields. So, you know, we've had some pretty, you know, pristine draft positions. And if Justin Fields washes out, which we don't want that, but if he does, what do you got for all that? I mean, that tells you that the the master plan is going backwards. You know, with, with Pace, too, and, and the trading up to get Trubisky. And then, you know, a couple of years before that was Kevin White, the wide receiver that never amounted to anything either. But how far did that set everything back? Because now you're, you're kind of working from a deficit when you, when you uh, join the organization now. Well, at the end of last year, this team had one first-round draft pick on the field starting. And that was the quarterback, okay? They got rid of Roquan and, you know, Mack and Quinn. They were number ones, but they, you know, they, they were, you know, jettisoned. This year, we've got, you know, DJ Moore, Justin Fields, uh, Darnell Wright, um, uh, there's one more uh, first-round pick. Who am I thinking of here? Anyway, the point being is we're starting to get some of those, you know, those pillars that you build on, and yet after a game like this today, you're saying, okay, well, other than DJ Moore, who? Oh, 
you know, no, Claypool was a number two. That's who I was thinking about. But I'm just saying that, and by the way, your point about the offensive line isn't as bad as what you think. Let me just say, there was a point in the third quarter when they ran a, a, a wide dive, uh, uh, double load where they ran the fullback through the left side and, and busted it up in there for about eight or nine yards. And I'm thinking, Dude, this this is what we need to be doing right now. Third quarter, they're tired, it's hot. Let's just start wearing them out. And then I think the next three plays were little piddly passes, and then we wound up having a punt. Well, crazy, know, Danny. I, and, and I'm going to tell you something, Gary. What what has to be? I mean, we got to have positive game plans offensively and defensively, and even on the special teams. Okay, this is enough already. This is. You want our coaching staff looks discombobulated. The players do. And that's two games so far. Now we got to go into Kansas City. And, and again, there's only 17 games to get this done. And this is a very, very serious game. A very serious game. My God, in 11 years I played, four teammates, excuse me, three teammates. A mine died, and one opponent dropped dead in front of me on the field. That's four people in 11 years. That's what can happen in the game of football. And if you coaches, you better take it seriously. I don't care who you are when you play this game. I mean serious, because serious things can happen out there. Uh, real quick, by the way, you know, I was talking about Tremaine Edwards was the number one draft pick, and that's who we signed. That's the other, the the fifth number one. That's a fourth of your team now, our number one draft picks. Let's see how we got it going. All right, Tampa will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. This is 2023, so there's a lot of guys in that locker room that weren't here last year, right? And a bunch of them, free agents, uh, drafts guys, you know, a bunch of guys we picked. And it's a new football team, you know, so... Uh, we're getting the chemistry together. We're getting the guys together that are playing together for the first time in, in a season. We will make that work. And uh, the guys are very optimistic about that. Head coach Matt Eberflus. There's a lot of talk right there. I'm not really sure where he's coming from, but happen to be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers, ChevyDriveChicago.com. I thought the chemistry and that kind of stuff was supposed to be done in training camp and preseason, right? Heck, according to a lot of uh, really smart people around the NFL, that's where you do it. Okay. Uh, Let's go out to the phone. 312-981-7200. Ken, excuse me, Henry in LaGrange. You are on with Happen OB. Go ahead, Henry. Uh, Guys, you know, I listen to you all the time, and I listen to the games. And the only thing that changes every Sunday, everybody's blood pressure gets higher and higher. Yeah. I don't think anything's going to change because it's going to start from the top. You guys, the, the, this guy polls and all these guys, they can identify when people are not performing, whether it's the coaches or the players, or how to how to help these guys get better at what they're doing. And I got a kind of a bizarre proposal for you. Why don't you guys make an appeal? Get like eight or ten ex bears, guys like yourself will be. Hampton, Ditka, Butkus, get a, get a group of guys, Fensick, and get them together and make an appeal to George McCaskey and tell him, look, we, we know the game. Let us see what we can do to help you identify where the weaknesses are 
and what you need to do and who you need to get in place to get this thing turned around. Because I don't see it happening. All right, Harry. Thank uh, we you. We appreciate it. And by the way, you know, over the years there has been, uh, what would you call, like a, you know, groundswell of us doing that, blah, blah, blah. The point is, it, it doesn't matter. First and foremost, the current regime would reject it at all costs because they don't want to be undermined or, you know, chopped at the knees by a bunch of ex-players. And, That's right. And the other part is, OB, you own an NFL team. You're the smartest person in the world. You don't need to listen to anybody else. That's and that's sweet. kind of the way the wind blows. That's the way it is. All right, guys. Now it's time for the Bonehead Play of the Game, sponsored by Curveball, the original barbecue whiskey. Join the Bonehead Nation today at CurveballWhiskey.com. All right, gentlemen, I'm going to give you each a chance here at the, with your Bonehead Play. Well, mine's very simple. Justin Fields is second pick six. That's the bonehead of the game. Yeah. You know, there's a couple other ones. The interception to end the whole thing a few plays later. That could have been part of it. And I got to tell you, Mike Evans taught our rookie, uh, Stevenson, <laughs> hey, welcome to the NFL. Man, when he, you know, kind of bowed him out of the way and took the ball out of the air and took off for the end zone. Yeah, there was a bunch of bonehead plays of the day to pick from today. Yeah, unfortunately, that was the case. Back to the phones we go. 312. 981-7200. Ken and Elk Grove, you're up with Hampton OB. Go ahead, Ken. First off, OB, I didn't, I'm not old enough to remember you playing, but I've sat next to you and had a beer with you. You're still one hell of an intimidating guy. Amen. Hampton, Hamp, how many years ago has it been since you played? Oh, boy, 30. Long time. It's like you and Mongo were our big brothers, our cool uncles. Win or lose, you, Mongo, Walter, the whole team, even Budhead, made us proud. We knew, win or lose, you were going to knock somebody right on their keister and not stand there and help them up. How the hell do you do that? You want to beat that guy over and over and over. You guys, if you came to the bench after some of these plays, Ditka would have reamed you. Buddy Ryan would have reamed you. These guys come to the bench and they get juice boxes and cupcakes. There you go. When are they going to cut somebody loose and say, Claypool, go. Go get a job. How about Darnell Wright? Cut Darnell Wright tonight. Somebody. Somebody needs Oh, I'm sorry. Not Darnell Wright. Nate Davis. Davis. Nate Davis. This fraud that they sign in free agent. And he refuses to practice. He refused playing the preseason. And then he goes out and gets your quarterback hammered all all game last week. Hamp, Hamp, where can you go and tell them that you're not going to practice? And it's like, well, I still want to get my game check. Let me play that one day a week. It's like going in to get your check every Friday. Well, I'm here. Give me my paycheck. Tough. Cut them loose. You're losing the whole city. It used to be fun to be a Bears fan. Win or lose, you go up north. You know, damn it, we play football. Not anymore. we got to buy cupcakes and juice boxes for everybody because that's the way they're playing. Participation trophy stopped when you were in grade school. Time to grow up, Bears. McCaskey, wake up. All you right. build no, a new I'm, stadium, there's going to be nobody. Ken, thanks for calling. So Appreciate it. You thanks, know, Ken. you know, my beautiful wife. Sometimes when I sign a a picture, I write Bob Bears rule. Damn it, you know, and I autograph it, and she kind of smirks and goes, <laughs> <laughs> "Not anymore." No. I'm just telling you, that has kind of become the overarching sentiment about this team. That's not good, OB. It's not good. Well, I'll tell you what. They go down to Kansas City, and then the following week we're at home, 
and the, the Broncos, the Denver Broncos come into town, and I'm going to tell you what, they're not coming here to lose, folks. And that game next week against Kansas City, you guys better, you know, just meet the challenge. Coaches get smarter, players get tougher. You're not tough enough. You know, I'm born and raised in Chicago, and I'll tell you, the franchises in the city, there's passion with the, with the fans. The worst, oh, thing, yeah. the worst thing that could ever happen to a franchise in this city is to become irrelevant. And I'll tell you, that's the worst thing that could ever happen. And that's, yep. you know, you don't want the fans to give up and just, you know, check out. Here's what happened. What was Last week, towards the end of the third quarter, there was about half the stadium was empty. Yep. I mean, and I talked to several people that went to the game, and they couldn't believe it. They stayed, but they couldn't. Then in the fourth quarter, it was like, you know, almost empty. Everybody left. And the McCaskies don't want to see that. I don't want to see it. Hampton doesn't want to see it. But I'll tell you what, what's going on here, the past, I don't know, what is it, Dan? How many years has it been since 85? 30? Long time. 38 yeah. years, 39, something six, like seven, that. something like that. You know, we've won, you know, we've won nothing. I don't even want to hear about it. We've won nothing. And I tell you what, and if things keep going the way they have, past season, season before, and the season before, and follow up this year with a coach in his second year, so there's time to make changes with your coaching staff and a philosophy, and you've come out and laid an egg on your opening game, and you laid an egg today. All right? And I'm going to tell you what, that game in Kansas City is going to come up pretty soon, and I don't know what your coaches are going to do, but I'll tell you what, the 53 players on that team, you guys better grow up. As a matter of fact, I'll say to the coaches, coaches, you you guys better grow up, and the kids playing on that team better grow up and understand what the hell's at stake. Now you mentioned the Broncos. That's a team that gave up on a coach after one year. Nathaniel Hackett was supposed to be the next guy, and Sean Payton becomes available, and Hackett's gone. Packers uh, offensive Offensive coordinator, coordinator, right? So I mean, one year and they let him go. It's been done. I mean, we're talking about the second year of Eberflus, so. Don't don't count but, that out. But it, it, as it, bad it, as as things got in Denver last year, yeah, it's worse here. I, I'm I sorry, agree. It's I a, agree. No team in NFL history has ever lost 12 consecutive games and gave up at least 25 points or more in the history. 103 year history. I think the the, the league was in 2001. Wasn't that correct? So it'd be one. 2001 would be 100. Two. I think. Yeah. yeah. I think. Yeah. Anyway, I mean. As bad as it was in Denver, on paper, and in reality, I think it's worse here. You know what? And again, real quickly here, why? Getze, our offensive coordinator, and the rest of the coaches, why don't they move that kid out of the pocket? Why don't Have him play another game instead of drop back, get killed, and throw interceptions. Okay? My God, there's so many things, folks, which I mentioned many times, that they can do to help this kid. Get him out of the pocket. My God, there's different ways to get that done. There's different plays you can run. And we don't do it. My Lord, I sit here, I, 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 I pull my damn hair out. I, it's insane what's going on here. Same thing, same thing. And you keep losing and keep losing. That's not how those kids should play quarterback for the Bears. Play to his strengths, and they're not a drop-back quarterback. That's not his strength. We're, we're going through a storm right now. Like I said before, like you can just be in the moment, just 
take it day by day and just be grateful for, you know, what we do, what I do. Because, shoot, I can look back to when I was a kid, I would, you know, never see myself in this position. So I can be grateful for it and, you know, give my all. Quarterback Justin Fields following the 27-17 loss to Tampa Bay today. Hampton will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. I couldn't understand. What, was, what did he just say there? He's basically saying that you know he's they're going through a storm right now, but that he's grateful for being in the position that he is. He never could have imagined himself in that position when he was a kid, and he's grateful for the, for the opportunity. That he's the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears mm-hmm. in the NFL. Correct. He's great. Very grateful for that. And uh, I know there's a lot of fans that are very grateful Let's for that Let's get out well. to the wonderful, grateful <laughs> that fans. Yes. In my eyes. Let's go to Thomas out in Batavia. You are on with Hammond OB. Go ahead, Thomas. Hey, guys. First of all, let me say it's a pleasure to talk to both of you. You guys are both uh, heroes of mine and legends. Um, Dan, I had, a, I had a time where my departed son and I, when he was a little boy, I met you at the Hilton Towers uh, before one of the games, and you were so so darn good to my son and and talked to him about Walter Payton and signed his jersey. So I thank you for that and appreciate you guys taking my call. So thank you. A couple things that I oh you're welcome. Thank you. So what I'd like to what I would like to say, which I think is the most pertinent thing to talk about today, I mean we know everything that we're watching. You guys are spot on and all the callers are spot on, but why do we seem to regurgitate this same kind of thing with the drafting and with the coaching and with the quarterback every single year. And then we sit out as fans and we wait and we watch and we're so happy about what's coming up. And then we get this again, this Ebernaggy, this, this Tressman Fluce, this kind of coaching where he's on the sidelines slapping people on the back and congratulating people and we're terrible. Why is this happening Year after year after year after year. And I watched B. John Robinson run all over the field today, and we took this kid that looks like he's lost. We traded down to get him. We passed up on these sure maybe Hall of Fame players, but every single year. And I want to know, do you guys think, what is the problem, one? And two, do you think this new president is focused more on fixing these things or a stadium because it's every single regime looks like the same regime as the past the offense the defense the offensive screen passes it looks like Nagy's offense and it's a whole different coaching staff I'm just curious why you guys think this is happening because it blows my mind all right Thomas thanks for the call we appreciate it well OB you know and thank you very much that's a wonderful call I I I will tell you this and this has kind of gutted me for a long time and and I I got to tell you, folks, the McCaskies, George, uh, my dear friend, Brian McCaskey, they, they really are, they're really good people. But unfortunately, they don't know a whole lot about what is required to be great at football. The, you know, the, the greatness of this franchise in the early days was because of their grandfather. Mr. Hallis identified Butkus and Sayers and Ed Obradovich, you know, and then he brought in a guy after 20 years of, of dystopia nonsense. He brought Jim Finks in who identified Walter Payton and Keith Van Horn and, and Otis Wilson, Wilbur Marshall, Steve McMichael, all the, you know, and built that team. All that being said, I don't think anybody up there can identify what is required to build 
a franchise that is a winner. And you know what? I'm not up here beating my chest saying we never lost. I never got blocked one time or this or that. What we're saying is there was a period of five years we won more games than any team in NFL history, and yet we had like eight or nine different quarterbacks playing. The point being is we were built to win because we had the right kind of players. Now, these coaches today, unfortunately to me, OB, they're conflating activity with accomplishment. What has anybody on this team done? You know, I know Tremaine Edmonds probably would be rated the highest pl- uh, rated player on this team. Well, he's missing in that. Because of what he's done in Buffalo. Well, for two weeks, I hadn't seen anything. That's right. I hadn't seen difference making place. And then go right on down the list. Who's next? DJ Moore was better today. We're better. But but how great is he if Carolina wants to get rid of him? All that I'm And as far as the new president, I shook his hand. I don't know him. But unfortunately, he better not be confusing marketing with mayhem on the football field. That You take care of the football field, all the marketing crap, it takes care of itself. Well, I'll tell you what, Dan, you missed one guy's name. The guy I think that came into this organization and he, he loved the Bears. He wasn't from here. He was from Pennsylvania, and he was a great player, Hall of Famer. And I can tell you this, when he came in and he basically went in and just talked to George Hallis, they went one-on-one, and his name was Mike Ditka. And he knew how to win. Amen. He took no prisoners. That was his philosophy. And he came in there and took this group of guys and made him into, I could say, Probably, and I'll go along with the theory, maybe arguably not the greatest team to ever be put together was the 85 Bears. But they had a head coach that no nonsense of what was going, like what you see going on here now, that never would have happened under Mike Ditka. Never would that have happened. You got guys blowing their mouths off. You're not, they're not producing on the field. They're making millions of dollars. Those people under Ditka would be gone. We gone. He knew how to win, and he put it to the players. He put it to his coaches, and he made that 85 team again. Arguably again, or whatever, the greatest team of all time. That's what the pundits think. And it was Mike Ditka, and he had his, he had his stamp all over the 85 team. And when he was here, Danny, and I'll tell you what, there's been nothing like it since. Yep. We got coaches running around here. A guy running around with a visor when it's t- zero out, and he's got his bald head, and I, 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 he it's knew where every camera nonsense. was. And now we got Eberflus, a nice man, whatever have you. But we have a coaching staff, and from what I've seen after two games, they don't know what the hell they're doing. I'm telling you what, folks, you tell me. They know what they're doing offensively. We can't even convert on third down. We can't convert on third down. We can't pass the ball. We can't run the ball, and we can't score points. Tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong. No, you're not. And and and, and nobody's held accountable. That wouldn't ever been with Ditka, Danny, and you know it. He held us to account and didn't make excuses like I hear now. That's exactly yes. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred is our phone number. If you're there on hold, please stick with us through the news. We'll get to you right after our check of news. Happen OB is sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. I see improvement. It was it was definitely uh, you know better. 
I see guys fighting. I see guys, I see us executing in a better clip, and it's a long season. And to me, we just got to keep doing that, and uh, good things are going to happen. You know, the guys believe in that. You know, the coaching staff believes in that. And uh, we're just going to keep moving forward after these 24 hours. We're going to work and get to work on Kansas City. Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. That's the head coach of the Chicago Bears, Matt Eberflus, who saw improvements. And the 27-17 loss to the Buccaneers. And tonight. I commended them because at least there was a, a, a an undercurrent of fight and 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 spirit. And they were, you know, Jaquan Brisker w- did nothing to look good last week. Well, this week he came in, he got nicked up, he left, he came back, he started hitting again. Now, what does it take for the rest of the guys to figure it out? You know, it's unbelievable. By the way, my friend. Kroll just sent me a text that said, uh, when is Fields going to do the endorsement deal for the Illinois Lottery in their pick six game? So, you never know. <laughs> That's pretty good. You never know. 312-981-7200. Let's get back out of the phones here real quick. A bunch of guys have been hanging out for a long time. We appreciate that. Uh, let us start with uh, Mike in Rockford. Mike, you're on with Happen OB. Go ahead. Hey, guys. I'm going to make this quick. Um, the Chicago Bears have become the Cleveland Browns of the NFL. Okay, it's a laughing stock. I've called you guys the last few years. It's the same thing. It's like Groundhog Day. It's like the Who sang the song. The new boss is the same as the old boss. It doesn't change. You got to start. You got to cut the head off of the snake. It's at the top, and it's it's never going to change, guys, unless this team gets sold. When Virginia McCaskey, uh, you know, um, leaves this world, she's a wonderful lady. Um, God bless her. But uh, when she leaves. Uh, she, she, the team, maybe, maybe they're, maybe the Suns are going to sell the team. I don't know, but I'm going to say something, guys. This is so off because every year, you know, it's, it's, it was, it was, uh, naggy and it was that, uh, Trustman and it was this GM and that GM and everything's mid. Well, we just had this new GM, uh, you know, the head coaches from the old guy and nothing's on track. It's all offset. Okay. Just like, you know, Holes comes in here, he inherits Justin Fields. That wasn't his pick. It was the same thing with Trubisky, with John Fox. It's just, it just repetitive garbage, okay? It's just repetitive garbage. And, and we know, guys, I, I will tell you, I can listen to all these other news channels. You guys are the best by far. I only listen to you, but I listen to other, I watch TV. I see this stuff and from national commentators about Justin Fields. You guys have said it. He doesn't have the mechanics to be a quarterback. He cannot read defenses. He does not have a quick release. You cannot train this. You cannot train this in somebody. I'm watching Jordan Love. Okay, they have the Packers lost today. That guy threw three three touchdowns today. He threw three touchdowns last week. He has zero interceptions. This guy, this is his first year playing. Justin Fields is in his third year, and he looks ten times worse than Jordan Love. Okay, I bet this is a fact. You're not going to change this. Nothing's going to change until you change the ownership, and it's going to be the same repetitive, recycled garbage, regurgitation, like the other caller said. It's regurgitation of the vomit that has taken his franchise, and Mr. Mr. Uh, McCaskey is just, just destroying because he doesn't have football knowledge. This is ridiculous, guys. I'm going to hang up, and thanks for taking All right, Mike. Call. Thanks very much. All right, Mike. It's a lot of good points. And, and you know, at, 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 at the end of the day, I think the, the takeaway is your, your sentiment about it's the same old, same old, same old, same old. We got it. And, and we're frustrated. 
you know that the rest of Beardom is is frustrated. Now, when are they going to start holding people accountable? I just said at the uh, end of that last block about Mike Ditka and what what did he do? Was he the smartest guy? You know, I remember the the media mocked him when he was hired, OB. He knew what it took to win a world championship, and he knew how to get there, and he implemented day one. Day one, when he, when he came here, I remember it clearly. You guys were a whole new different team. But the, the media mocked him, and they said, oh, yeah, Mike Ditka, ready, fire, aim. Ha, 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 ha. Well, guess That's what? Right. Well, guess what? He showed that he knew more than that. And it's not all about the X's and O's. It's the, 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 you know, the Stevie and Joe's. And he knew that, and he picked the players that were willing to pour it out on the field for those 16 days when we played, 16 games, they put you in a position to control your destiny in the playoffs. Now, I don't know if a lot of people heard us on the pregame, but the great Doug Plank texted me during the week, and he just had a real simple little text. And it, essentially, he said, when players play at a reduced level of effort, it destroys the character of a team. Well, that may be with a good team, but when you're a bad team and you got players that were playing and dogging it, somebody has to put the light on them. Somebody's got to hold them accountable. Today, it was better, but still, 0-2 is 0-2 no matter how you want to cut it. You know, just like Eberflus coming up with it, you know, it's almost like, yeah, okay, uh, they're, they, they, they look better this time and, and uh, they really want to win and do all this. Uh, that that means that, that doesn't mean anything to me, Danny. You know what I mean? This there's a there's got to be a philosophy change. He's been here what, a, what for over a full year, and now we're in. We went three more exhibition games in the second year, and this is the second game, and they look pathetic. They're lethargic. They don't do anything. They don't attack people on either side of the ball, and that's exactly what they do. And that's all I hear from people. What do they do? They do nothing, Dan. Nothing. They don't blitz. They don't come after you defensively and offensively. Again, we go back to Justin Fields. Drop-back quarterback. He's not a drop-back quarterback. Lucky he can even use the word he's a quarterback. But God, if anything, try to get him in a position to make him a better quarterback. Move him out of that pocket. The last two weeks, and Mike pointed it out, a kid's making his second career start. I played him in all facets. And this week, a quarterback that had been run out of three other cities and was basically on the street when they signed him, outplayed him in all facets. It's, it's, I mean, you can't cut it any other way. Guys, time now for the Muller Auto Group Game Changing Moment, sponsored by the Muller Family of Dealerships in Hoffman Estates, Gurney, Highland Park, and Merrillville. Hate to beat the dead horse, but uh, it has to be the you know when when Shaq Barrett fell off of the that coverage on the back and intercepted the ball and returned it four yards, two steps into the end zone. That was it. We we had closed it to what uh, a three point game. Yeah, we had closed it to a three point game. We had possession of the football, and the last thing in the history of pro football that you can allow happen. It's still a pick six. Yeah, you know, we're talking about Mike Muller, and Mark runs the whole operation now, his son. And I'm going to tell you something. If Mike Muller 
own this football team. <laughs> this guy, I knew actually. I'm gonna tell you, there'd be heads rolling. There would be heads if Mike Muller was alive and if he owned this team, it'd be run entirely different than what you see in now. There would be success with him. Right. That's for damn sure. We're going to hit our final timeout here, and if you're on hold, please stay there. We hold will on. get to you. We'll get we to will. you next next uh, block. Yes. We're, we're going to hang on there for you. We certainly promise. Hampton will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. I think in this position, 0-2, you can you know, do uh, one or two things, and that's either lay down and um, you know just kind of you know throw in the towel and just you know say whatever. But um, I don't think anybody in the team is like that, and it's you know my job. Coach's job to uh, you know keep everybody going. Justin Fields, Bears quarterback, after the 27-17 loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hampton will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. I mean, I, you know, I, we love what he's saying, uh-huh. but you know, talks cheap. Yep, just gotta, we got to see it, gotta and we got to see improvement, and we got to see it th- pull the trigger and get the ball down the field, and n- not take the, all these negative plays. I talked about it two weeks ago. When we well, a week ago that he had 127 catastrophe plays in his what 23 games that he started or whatever mm-hmm. it was, I mean it was unbelievable how many bad plays and thus far this year we've already got over a dozen. It's it's really bad. All right, let's get out to the phones again. Mark in Seattle, been waiting a long time. We appreciate your patience. Go ahead, Mark. You're on with Happen OB. Hey, thanks, Hamp OB. Love you guys. Um, Thank you. So with the Bears, it's beyond frustrating to be in the same position now as the previous three coaching regimes. There's undisciplined, poorly coached, no identity on offense or defense, and they just look clueless with no answers or any adjustments. Bingo. You feel that, you know, the Bears have been signing and drafting all these players that are better athletes but not smart football players. I mean, where's the heart? Where's the, the passion? Where's the fire in the current players? You know, we need leaders like you, Hamp, like Mongo, like Walter, Samurai, Ditka. I mean, it all starts at the top, you know, and that starts with Fluce. So my question is, is he going to survive past um, the Washington game? Since it's a Thursday short week game, if they lose all these games, is he gone? And if he's gone, then who takes over? No. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Mark. No, if anybody needed to be run off early, it was John Fox. They, they stuck with him. If any, the next contestant was Nagy. They stuck with him. They're not going to do that. They're not going to, you know, embarrass, humiliate him. Iberflus is a real good guy. You know, and, you know, Fox was a grifter from day one. He was foisted on us from Ernie Arcosi. And then the second guy, Nagy, that they got bamboozled by his nonsense. And, but Iberflus, he's a good guy. And I think he's a, a a good coach, but when you do what we've done the last twelve games and lose, and no team in NFL history has ever done this, and you you can't look away. This is, I mean, this is a a, a epic crash of epic proportions. You can't look away, and I want to say he's a good coach, but it, your record tells you who you are. Yeah, Danny, I'll just take an issue with that. I don't think he's a good coach. All right? If he was a good coach and he hired good offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator and position coaches, we wouldn't be in the position that we're in. That's correct. Right? Sorry I disagree with you, but I don't – he's probably he's a nice guy. He's probably a good defensive coordinator, whatever. I, I really don't know. He's a nice guy. Fine. As a head coach here with the Chicago Bears, it's been miserable. And we've gone from one 
one coach after another, the head coaches, Danny, they've just they failed miserably. You got to get a Dan Campbell in here, okay, Some, somewhere somehow. All right, if I if I was him, I would read the writing on the wall, unless he's delusional too, and thinking that he can do whatever he wants and lose every game, and he's not going to get fired. That's not going to happen. I'm just saying he should have been thinking outside the box, and after that debacle on last Sunday, he should have said, "There's no way I can go to Kansas City and go to zero and three. What do I have to do?" And I said last week they need to come out of the Sean Payton playbook, some kind of a combination of Taysom Hill with a package with Justin Fields, augment it with some drop back from that kid Bajan who knows how to read defenses and try anything you can to become dominant on offense and keep your, your lame defense over there on the sidelines with it. But no, not only did they not do that, they made sure that Tyson Basin, a Bajan, wasn't even active today. So I'm starting to think, how smart are you? All right, out to the phones to go again. Cristiano is listening in Chicago. You're on the air. Guys, pleasure, pleasure to talk to you guys. I've had the pleasure to meet both of you. I hope to meet you again soon. But uh, hey, want to uh, just talk about the, uh, the, the, head, the, the theme of the last few calls has been kind of the franchise, the history of the franchise, what's gone wrong, you know, how can we get to a, a spot where we can – point out what what it is that goes wrong over and over and over again and you guys have kind of mentioned it too and i'm thinking about it since Ditka, eddie just said it right now since Ditka, name the coaches there's nobody that has anywhere near that type of presence and i know it seems like over this time the bears have purposely tried to stay away from anybody in that type of uh, that overshadowed the franchise, and, and, right? That was bigger than the franchise almost, the, like was, iconic. Mike was headstrong over everybody. That that meant the Hallises, I mean the McCaskies. He was headstrong. He ran it. And remember well, that I, George Hallis, George Hallis didn't give a damn at the time. He was 88 or 87 or whatever, and he knew time was running out, and he wanted to make sure he had a, a last chance at greatness, and he didn't care how big a, of a, of, of a off-the-field persona that Mike Dicka was or could be or what he would become. At one time, Dicka was, I mean, he was the biggest name in football. He was like John Madden. And, and maybe you're right that the bear organization, they don't want somebody to overshadow them. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. And I'm saying that, you know, uh, uh, we've tried everything else. We've tried, you know, this coordinator, that type of coordinator, this guy that's going to do this, this guy's a player's coach, this guy's a little bit old school, but we have never, we have never gone back to anything like that. That is the bears identity and, and, you know, who knows? Maybe that's that's what it is. It worked once. The only time it ever worked was that. So, you know, how could that? Why can't we try something like that the next time? You know, I mean, I thought we had a chance to do that this year. And like you say, maybe Eberflus is or I mean, last time it was time to pick well, a new coach, and, and the, the, they went, they the, went the route that they did. Well, thank you so much for the Chris call Allen, thanks, and man. holding on, man. You, you you're the last call of the day, and it's been over three hours, almost three and a. We appreciate it. But here's the thing. You don't have to have that. You know, think about the coaches that have won. You know, Andy Reid, a great guy by all measures, but very, very astute at 
offensive game planning and and all of uh, you know the things required. He went to a Super Bowl with Donovan McNabb. Didn't win. Now, of course, he's won two with Mahomes. But before that, it was Sean McVay, a little spitfire on the sidelines that you know, was, you know, playing triple chess on offense. And the year before that, uh, who was, who was the year before that? Uh, no, that was Andy Reid again. Yeah. yeah. Th- them. But I'm just saying, look around, you know, the kid up the street, Matt LaFleur, they won 13 games three years in a row. I'm just saying. And I used to, like I said, I, I used to think the wicked witch was Aaron Rodgers. Maybe not. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's Matt LaFleur. Well, here. What do they have to do here? Okay, what do we have? Uh, 15 games left? 15, 15 games yeah. left? Okay, defense, You whatever the hell you've been, you, you stop. you got to charge. you got to blitz. you got to go after them. And offense, you throw all caution to the wind. You start launching that ball. You start moving that quarterback out of the pocket. I'll guarantee if you do it, you pull a victory in. 27-17, the final Buccaneers over the Bears. That's going to do it for the Hampton OB Show. Sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com.